the podcast gods are 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 not happy about what we're, what we're about to do, song wise. <laughs> sure I'm so excited. It starts off so great too. What is with that? Album oh, it's great! It's so great. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. But the, the vocals sound amazing, though, right, dude? Don't I love it. Sounds great. I love this song. I'm gonna turn this shit up. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this little reharm right here. John McLaughlin would be proud. Definitely. <laughs> Great snare drum. Guitar sound impeccable. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Also, like, really respects them leaving some space there. Right. Not filling up with a an arp scent. Tambo. Tambo. Yeah, it takes this, the, the, like, hard rock, new metal tambo yeah. playing is a special skill. I think the drums sound amazing. I mean, they sound like a thousand percent sample replacements, but maybe not. I wonder if Andy Wallace fixes this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really nice guitar arranging. Yeah, the tambo might be the star. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, why you should listen to this. Today is episode 100. We've done 100 episodes. We decided to really throw some heat here. And we're talking about a brilliant song by what has become one of the most weirdly controversial bands of my lifetime. It's the song How You Remind Me by Nickelback. Yeah. It was released on August 21st, 2001. It was the lead single from their third studio album entitled Silver Side Up with kind of a really dumb album cover. It's weird. Nickelback with the backwards B. We were so into like backwards shit then. <laughs> it was like the uh, what is like like the the affliction. Yeah, um, oh, the affliction era. Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, was like, big. It was that. That was so funny. Um, and that it was like right before was it Ed Hardy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Nickelback really rode that wave. Yeah, I mean, they made a lot of money. Dude. <laughs> the song was recorded at Greenhouse in Burnaby, BC. Beautiful, beautiful I, country. I always forget that they're Canadian. <laughs> I always forget. The last time I was in Burnaby, somebody had just punched out me and my homie's window. Um, to steal my bass. Long story. We'll get into that someday. I, I have the bass. I recover the bass. Jesus. But uh, we we stopped at a Seven Eleven in Burnaby with our window punched out and uh, put duct taped a yoga mat over the window. <laughs> it worked. Good times in Burnaby. Um, <laughs> How you remind me was written and produced by Nickelback alongside Rick Parashar. Mm-hmm. 
This song became the band's signature song and was a colossal hit, reaching the top of the charts and was named the number one most played song on U.S. radio in the 2000s decade. What? Yeah, isn't that shit? Doesn't that blow your mind? 2000 to 2010? Yes. Was the most played song most played on song radio. On U.S. radio. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Chad That's Cro- crazy. Like, I mean, you got to think like, like <laughs> Usher's Yeah came out during this A time. A lot of songs yeah. came out in that time. Like, but dude. it's like, because this song, I, and something that I think like Nickelback takes a lot of flack for is also like, you know, we talk about this concept all the time. Your strength is a weakness, right? Right. And it's like, I, I think a lot of people just thought this song was good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I really like the song. I, I don't know that it changes my life. But it does make me feel a type of way, and I really enjoy it because it was popular when I was younger. It was popular. Yeah. And it sounds great. I feel like sonically it holds up. Songcraft-wise, it holds up. Yeah, like all of their songs sound great. They're like technically well-written songs. I just don't know where – when did it become cool – to hate on Nickelback. Yeah, we got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll let you continue on the, the, on the docket. On the docket. I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to why Nickelback is weirdly the most hated band. Yeah. But apparently songwriter Chad Kroger. Kroger? A great, great store. Like, like, <laughs> don't, leave your belong- don't leave your belongings ba- in there. Bass player Ted Publix and, oh, and drummer... No. Jeffrey Trader Joe's. No. Oh, no, no, no. like Harris Teeter or something. <laughs> Harris Teeter did the mix. Very good Ch- North Carolina. Ch- Chad Kroger brought the song to the band a week before the band uh, started recording their album. Wow. The band ended up finishing writing the song in about 10 minutes and knew they had something special. <laughs> it's like, Hold on, I'm still getting over the Publix and Kroger. Like, <laughs> Five things that makes our Publix better than anything in your city. Five. Number one, the chicken tender soup. <laughs> Apparently, there's this 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 big drop right at the end, right? right, right. I've been down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the band's drum tech, Andrew Mawinney, who came up with that idea. Uh, did he get production credit? So interesting. Uh, you'll love this. He said, quote, you guys should do a big stop right at the last chorus, end quote. The band apparently gave him uh, $5,000 Canadian for the suggestion, which isn't bad. Hey. It's okay. something. You, you know, know what I mean? How many times have you made a big suggestion on a song and it became part of the reason why it was popular and you didn't get anything? You were 100% correct. <laughs> Do you know how much more money he would have made if they would have given him half a percent? Oh, yeah, for sure. The most played song. That's why they gave him five grand. Exactly. Hey, they were like, we got this song. Yeah. This song's a hit. <laughs> Despite the song's insane success and undeniably sound composition, pretty much everyone I know claims to hate the song. And the band. Yeah, yeah. And the band. In fact, the entire career of Nickelback seems to be a phenomenon. Yeah. One of those most popular bands of my lifetime seems to have no fans. Right. Yet they what, sell what, out arenas. Yeah, yeah. What can, Someone's what, going to the show. What do you think this means? Like, t- Give me your thoughts on Nickelback and in in their controversial popularity in a nutshell. Once upon a Deadpool. Kind of prefer Marvel movies. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you know, you're... Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Hey, that's it. I'm done. I've had it with all this Nickelback hating, right? You think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? No, it just makes me right. It doesn't. They're overproduced, formulaic ear garbage. Oh, really? You know who might disagree with that? Facts. 
50 million albums worldwide, 11th best-selling musical act of all time, Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade, six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards, those count, six Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. Sorry. I thought we were just having fun. I didn't realize it was a... You know, you were... I was not really into pop culture when mm-hmm. Nickelback was around. Right. Like this mid 2000s era. Like even, even like when they went to that, Oh, I want to be a rock star. Nah, phase. Like, like, like that yeah. was like 2008. Yeah. Like right around there, like end of high school, beginning of like when I was in high school, I was you really into like out. emo. Yeah. And then college, I went to college and went into wonderland. Mm. It was like going down the rabbit hole. So I completely like disconnected from the world. Yeah. And so I don't know if there was like, I don't know if it was a comedy skit or if someone said something funny, I wonder if it's like a viral hate. Like it became yeah. just a viral to not like this band. I th- but someone likes it because they oh, sell an insane yeah, yeah. amount of records. I mean, I think most people probably like it. I think even like when people say that they hate Nickelback, they kind of enjoy having something to hate. Right. Which I think. I mean, is there anything in history that you found that was like this was a moment that it became uncool to like them, or uh, is it just a weird? No, I didn't. Phenomenon? Really, I didn't really see anything. I think a lot of it has to do with jealousy. It could my, be. my personal belief. I mean, I did see the MTV Cribs of Chad Kroger. Was it funny? It's I've never seen it. It's fucking sick. The dude's <laughs> studio in his house. Oh, he's got a great home it's studio. Fucking sick. Yeah. And he's got he's got a massive pool with like a waterfall and has like a happy family. He's like what well, he's married yeah. to Avril Levine. Oh yeah, yeah. Of he's course. got happy, he's got a ton of kids <laughs> and he's happy. It's like the dude has everything in the world and it's easy to hate on the dude, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think like also like whenever anything is really popular you know, people just go, why? Yeah. And like, that's a real honest question. It's hard to, it's hard to, to wonder why Nickelback is more famous than Shinedown. Right. But I think like their songwriting is better. Right. And I actually like the way this record sounds. I do too. Like yeah. sometimes, yeah, like it can air on the side of cheesy. Yeah. Like the song Photograph, it's kind of cringy. Oh yeah, that song's not as good as this yeah, one. Yeah, not as good as yeah. this one, no. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's one of the weird just phenomenon what's that yeah. thing in psychology is it like group conformity oh yeah of course that's what's going on i think it's definitely yeah. just a case of like massive worldwide global group conformity but it's like listen nickelback is kind of a basic rock band it is very basic but the only thing more basic than hating than liking nickelback is hating nickelback <laughs> yeah it's like well, yeah you're like joining the bandwagon yeah. you know but the crazy thing is if you put on the song Around people, oh, they'll love it. They like they'll the get song. into it. Yeah, then, yeah. But then you can all talk about how much. Oh yeah, Nickelback. You're like, sucks. oh yeah, it's kind of a joke, and it's yeah. like, but we're loving this. Yeah, like I'll never listen to Nickelback uh, in my own free time. I, I will, don't even like. I don't I, like Nickelback. I'll I, say it. I listen to them a lot, but I do. Um, I respect that they are yeah. sick. Yeah, I mean, they're do, great. Do I listen to them more than Pat Metheny? No. Right. Do I listen to them more than Chick Corea? No. Do you think Pat Metheny listens to Nickelback? I think he's aware. He's de- I, he definitely like I has. Think, do you think he should do a cover? I think he has done one in soundcheck at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like, oh, how you remind me. You know, something I love about the song is uh, how he says, so- sorry, Canadian style. So Canadian. Sorry. Yeah. But. There's no way you could rhyme it with story right. if you weren't Canadian. So it's a really nice. It's also a vocal <laughs> technique, though. To like change the word. Yeah, like um, hard R's don't sound good. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it, does, it sounds it, like shit. Yeah, when you sing that, it does not sound good. And so it's it's kind of works that they kind of soften that R. What, are, like a, what are some, that's so, so cool. Like what are some other like vocal w- weird things you can point out about the, the r way. the r is like a common the one. A weird one and it's because like in american the way our accents are 
we really emphasize the R, you know? It's like when we sing, it can it, sometimes it can sound nasty. Like, can you soften it? Can you sound more British when you say? It? Can you be a little bit more soft? <laughs> be more British, Nickelback. Yeah, because it's just it, it's just British easier. Back. It's easier on the. They are. I mean, British Columbia is <laughs> yeah, kind of good. You point. Know, it's like good point. Good know? point. They're North American. Yeah. So lead vocalist Chad Kroger wrote the song about his old girlfriend Jody with an I. I feel like that yeah, really fits for some be. reason. It has to be. Yeah. It's interesting because Chad Kroger's future girlfriend Avril Lavigne would eventually record a cover of the song. She did, yeah. And in what we should probably call like a recurring segment on this podcast, Drama Corner, Avril Lavigne's ex-boyfriend Derek Wibley of Sum 41 yep. used to cover How You Remind Me as well. What the so this fuck? song is just really an incestuous, weird Yeah, do you covering. think the Canadian rock scene is really small? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, you know? I think the Canadian scene in general is small. It's like at the top, you got Shania Twain. And Celine Dion, and then everybody else, I think, is just slumming it out. Yeah. Maybe Rush is kind of like on a part of another tree. Yeah, yeah, because right? they're like massive Canadian. But, but do you think Rush uh, plays Shania Twain songs? I think it'd be fucking Wouldn't awesome. When they have such dude. a great version of Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can, he can hit more he than hit that. The notes. <laughs> That's so crazy, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks so much, y'all. For listening to this podcast for 100 episodes <laughs> please spread the word about this podcast in real life we're on instagram patreon we've got a playlist on spotify with all the songs and episodes from season one and two rate and review us let us know what songs you want us to do episodes about thanks so much for listening to this